0: What's hello.
1: up? Hello. Whoa. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I took over. It's okay. I shouldn't have done that. Whoa. That was like hijack time. I'm, I'm I bizarre. liked it. You go for it.
0: Hello. 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 <laughs> Welcome to the What's Right broadcast.
1: I told him I felt victimized earlier because <laughs> he was doing this before the broadcast started in the hello, hello that I normally do. So. Sorry. That really was victimized. identity theft. Identity theft is not a joke, joke buddy. J- <laughs> <laughs> millions of people so suffer every, every year.
0: Uh, we should, that should be our next parody. We should definitely parody The Office.
1: Absolutely. That
0: would be... That would Welcome be
1: to Lunch Plus.
0: I really want to do this now.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm like office.
0: looking around who's going to be here <laughs> like right now.
1: Be. Star Galactic.
0: Oh, that would be great.
1: Comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. Thank you for joining Lunch Plus today. We're super excited to have you. Uh, Serena says good morning. Kevin says good morning. Johnny and Holly say good morning. Lisa says good afternoon from New London. Serena's laughing at us. Debbie, good morning, Miss Debbie. Morning. Lisa says that she loves us and have a blessed day. We love you all so much. Say, I, thank you for being on this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. You're welcome. What's know. in store for them today? Good, sir.
0: We got some awesome stuff for you. Today, we're having our next Willet Muffin, and I saw the muffins, and I'm excited about this one, especially because I'm participating. Anyway, after that, we are going to have some prayer time. That's going to be some powerful time, and that's going to be followed up with Bible trivia. You can, you can win some coffee on us. It'll be awesome. And then after that, we will have the man who would be king.
1: Serena, when I told her that she was going to be on Will It Muffin earlier, I then immediately followed it up with, but they're good muffins. Like, <laughs> oh, so they won't leave sores in my mouth or me and hurt me. So they I like that we have The food disclavers. won't hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Lunch Plus. If, if you ever
0: want to be on the broadcast, <laughs> you have to sign a waiver, yes. a series of waivers.
1: <laughs> like. We thank you all so much for being on. Make sure that you share the broadcast. Mm. Sharing is such an important aspect of this, oh. and we just thank you for Doing everything. Did you think I was going to say sharing is caring? Yep,
0: I was waiting. I <laughs> yeah. was kind of like disappointed whenever you didn't say that. Sharing I, is such an important... Oh.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. Sharing, sharing is, is caring, caring is like cool beans. And, I know, and exactly. I know you say cool beans. I say it all the time. As it came out of my mouth, I realized that that's something you say. So, cool Anyway, welcome to the awkward <laughs> intro. Family time! It is family time. <laughs> we thank you guys for being on. Question number one, let's chat
0: all right what is the weirdest thing you ever did as a child what is the weirdest thing you ever
1: did as the a child? weirdest so. like i i was trying to think of all the weird things i did i think the majority of my well no i can't say this i was a pretty weird kid but the weird things i remember doing are all food related so mm-hmm. like i remember as a child that my favorite sandwich, I've told the youth, I don't know why I'm like pausing <laughs> on this. Um, my favorite sandwich as a kid was peanut butter and ketchup. Like I would, yep, yep, I know. It's, it's disgusting, but that was my weird thing. Sure. Um, Joe says she doesn't know. Psh, Joe, I okay. can start listing things out for you. What weird <laughs> thing did you do as a kid? Um, William says that he casually ate Crest toothpaste. Like, would you just go in the bathroom and, like, get a dollop on your finger and just lick it like it was frosting?
0: Like, <laughs> oh like, yeah! Okay, now, it, like, there was that, like, bubblegum toothpaste, Ugh. like that kid's bubblegum toothpaste. That tasted good. I would... That's something I would casually eat.
1: <laughs> Kevin said that he broke his leg in the pediatrician's office.
0: Did you do that casually?
1: <laughs> I just casually broke my leg in the pediatrician's office. I just decided I needed it.
0: I, to my knowledge, I'm sure I did weird things as a child. I can't think of any other than like, I would, I would constantly pick my nose, constantly. Like we have like home videos where like, it's like uh, uh, like one of our like third, not, not third grade, I wasn't that old. Like our kindergarten like uh, graduation thing and the whole time we're singing songs and I'm just shoving my finger you up. my You were nose. that kid. I was that kid and <laughs> I didn't need it. I wasn't an eater though. I was not an eater. I was a flicker.
1: <laughs> I want that to be a t-shirt. I was a flicker, not an eater. Um, <laughs> Prilla says that she collected worms as a kid. Mm. Serena said that she collected ladybugs. On That's not weird. Kevin well, dignif- can be
0: to the ladybugs.
1: Kevin's is such a dignified way of saying that he picked his nose, too. I cultivated my nose often as well. I cultivated that.
0: Me, me and Kevin had a conversation about boogers earlier today.
1: I tilled the ground. <laughs> 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 Okay, question number two.
0: What if any wait, what if anything, have you ever regifted?
1: Have you been given things that you've then regifted to others? Oh yeah. Really?
0: Uh, like I guess the prime thing is mugs, you know. Really? Like mugs is one of those things that are like you get one, oh this would be a perfect white elephant gift. <laughs> like so like almost every white elephant gift there's at least one mug. You notice.
1: I like how immediately it was, oh yeah, now I do this. Now is, I'm going to be... Is that wrong? Now I'm going to make sure that I like write on the presents that I give to you, like mm-hmm. that George and I give, like, to Buddy, love the <laughs> nowers. and I'm going to start like searching for Sharpie. it. Um, de. Sharpie. Uh, William says, nothing that I can think of, Johnny says candles, that's a good regifter. gifter oh. Kevin regifted a live lobster. The life of Kevin is really <laughs> fascinating. Like I, I enjoy these comments. Who can regift a live lobster? That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was not. I think I've regifted a picture frame once. Like okay. I, I am not a regifter. Really? I'm. I'm really not. Yeah. Um, but my grandmother was a regifter. Mm-hmm. Like she had the closet of like hoarder's dreams when she mm-hmm. was alive and she would just put all the presents she ever got cuz she never mm-hmm. liked any of them. Yeah. She would just stick them in the closet and then you would get your own presents back later. Like I <laughs> remember funny. my mom gave her a nightgown once for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And then like a full year later for Christmas my grandmother gave it back to her and was like that's it funny. looks more like you than it does me that's funny so <gasps> Serena wants me to know that she did not re-gift my birthday picture frame that is I was exciting. gonna
0: I was gonna say that as a joke <laughs> and I think Serena probably like was inside my mind, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, just, "I just want to put this before Buddy makes that joke."
1: <laughs> Natalie yeah. says that she's done it with candles. That's mm. interesting. So both Johnny and Natalie have done candles.
0: So if you ever get a candle from them, <laughs> it's probably re-gifted. If you ever get a, get a mug from us, it's probably re-gifted. That's good to know. Good to know.
1: Good yeah. to know. Okay, question number three.
0: Ah, what's a movie you can practically quote from start to
1: finish? I have a lot of them. Really? I'm, I'm not, I don't have much, I don't want to say pride, mm. but they don't all bring me, like, pleasure to announce publicly which mm. ones they are. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I could quote the entirety of High School Musical if I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: funny.
1: I'm also pretty confident I can do that with Nacho Libre. I'm, mm. I'm fairly confident about that wow. one. Kevin says Top Gun. William says Spies Like Us slash The Hunt for Red October. William, <laughs> you, are, you are someone out of your generation. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Priscilla says The Color Purple. Johnny says Ghostbusters and Karate Kid. Serena says The Princess Bride. Inconceivable. <laughs> uh, Priscilla says Gone with the Wind. Debbie says Steel Magnolias. Johnny says Tombstone, the movie you haven't seen. Um, <laughs> John Napier says, none that I can right. now watch. I understand. Yeah,
0: Pastor Nicole <laughs> said we can't watch that movie without them, Tombstone. It's
1: true. I, I watched it with them my first time. Okay, good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, For me, uh, there's really only one that I could say I can almost quote from start to finish, and that's The Phantom of the Opera.
1: That makes me happy. I was drinking so that's I couldn't like comment immediately, <laughs> so it was just an awkward one. pause.
0: It's the only one I can think of that I actually know well enough to have the words memorized. And it helps because it's a lot of music too.
1: I'm pretty sure yeah. I could do it with The Greatest Showman. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure I could that do it with that That would probably be the second. They're all musicals for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, well. We're, ge- we're family. Family time.
1: All of the comments stopped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moving on.
1: Next question.
0: Uh, wh- what food have you never eaten but really want to try? Now, yeah. What food have you, <laughs> Well, Johnny said which version? I'm assuming he's asking me. Yeah, I fandom. think so for Phantom. Uh, both both actually. Both the live action and the live action. I just <laughs> both call, the live I just action. called it a live. action. Both the one with Gerard Butler and the um, the one from uh, like I think it was like the 50 year anniversary from Broadway.
1: So, I I know we just asked this next question, but John Napier just like threw down. Yeah, I'm just going to hate move comments. Past that. John Napier get off the broadcast like that cannot you need to either check your attitude the greatest showman's garbage my foot John Napier
0: <laughs> I think we should just agree to disagree no you know we, I need you to change your mind <laughs> we, we, we love here, each other here you know we can have our own opinions even if they're wrong what was the next very question? wrong very wrong <laughs> I forget what the, ne- uh, the, the next uh what question. food
1: have you not eaten but want to try
0: have I not eaten, but want to want to try? Yes. Um, I want to have a tomahawk steak.
1: That's one thing I want to do. Are they just in the shape of a tomahawk? What makes it a tomahawk? Uh,
0: you, you, they're the ones that have the big uh, rib bone on it, on it, attached to it. They're like this long with the big sure. uh, rib eye on. It. Sure. Um, bulgogi. What is bulgogi? Bulgogi. Bulgogi. That's what Will said. Bulgogi. Bulgogi. Bugatti. <laughs> Bugatti. I, like to I eat a drove car.
1: up in a Bugatti.
0: Um, I'd say another thing though that Kevin said caviar. Yeah, that's fancy. Why do
1: you want to eat fish? It's
0: fish? F- it's fancy. I
1: don't It's know. fancy. <laughs> I I don't know what I haven't eaten but want to try. Yeah. I I'd like to try genuine things mm. like I like all my food now, but mm. I'd like to have real pizza from Italy mm. and like yeah. real sushi from Japan. Yeah but
0: yeah one, one thing that i want to try is kangaroo meat um there was a place in pittsburgh that sold kangaroo meat and um and it made me super curious we almost bought it once
1: um interesting but yeah i'd like to try that sometime that's interesting pastor says that caviar is good i'm assuming he's talking about caviar <laughs> johnny says <laughs> no caviar is not good josephine says no kevin why would you want to eat sa- salted fish eggs and then Serena says, any French pastry from France. Ooh. Any French pastry. Doesn't <laughs> matter what. Um, Priscilla says that she tried snails with her sister. She might like to try bear. Ooh. I'd be interested to see what bear tastes like. That's true. Um, I'm just ignoring you, Johnny, <laughs> here. You're just you're, you're being censored right now. If you're curious what he's saying, you can read it in the comments, but it's not edifying to the body, so you don't really need to. Um, Johnny says, bear is, <laughs> bear is good. bear is good. Bear is good. How
0: beer. do you even cook bear? Like, do you have like bear steaks, bear jerky, bear
1: fried bear? I don't know. Moose jerky is really good. I've never had moose. Moose is really good. Moose tastes good. i never had moose. Well, guys, we thank you for being on for family chat today. We love y'all so much. Stick around, because in 30 seconds, we're going to be back with our full Lunch Plus broadcast, Willet Muffin, Prayer and Bible Trivia. And remember that with Bible Trivia, you are able to win some free money. So make sure you stick around. You could be a winner today. We love you all so much, and we'll be back in 30 seconds.
0: What is up everyone, welcome again to the What's Right Broadcast, why did I just call this the What's Right, Lunch Plus, (laughs) we've been calling it that for like weeks. Uh, hey guys we just wanted to let you know real quick what's what's coming up in our broadcast today we have a good one for you we're going to be starting off with willet Muffin after willet Muffin we'll have some time of prayer after prayer we'll be doing some Bible trivia that's going to be awesome and then after Bible trivia we have the man who would be king but let's get things started right now with willet Muffin yay, yay. yay. yay.
2: <laughs> they're hot out of the oven. Do you nice. see this oven? They're in there and they're hot. They're fresh. Will
3: they be cool enough for us to sample?
2: I don't know. You'll, you might have to blow on them a little bit. Okay. Um, All right. Cool. So, yeah. Welcome to Willet Muffin where we test food in muffins to see if they make good muffins. Today, the food we are going to be testing in muffins is cookies.
0: Yes! <laughs> See, this is why I'm excited for today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because these are going to be so good.
2: They are okay. So right now, I want you to comment if you think cookies will make a good muffin. So you can do like a yes, no, thumbs up, thumbs down.
0: Because we
2: don't know. Like we haven't even tried them. We don't know. So we, l- we, let's vote now.
0: I think I can make an educated c- guess as to whether. Well, what cookies do we have?
2: Okay. That's what I was about to ask. Okay. Okay. Because that's so, also important. Yeah. So we have Oreos.
0: Okay, yeah. we're starting off really good. That's going to be a mm-hmm. good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: We have uh, chips ahoy like chocolate chip cookies.
0: Are they like the chunky ones like the
2: I don't know if they're chunky like, or crunchy okay. or like crunchy or soft or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's a chocolate chip cookie inside of a muffin of some sort. So.
0: you really can't go wrong with that. No, you cannot yeah. yeah. that, yeah.
2: that's my that's <laughs> my vote. That's <laughs> going to be my favorite. Yep. Yeah. And Ooh. then the last one is like Chinese um, Fortune cookies.
0: Ah. OK, that one might be
2: I don't think that one's like going to be I'm just going to be it's honest, like I don't think that one's going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to vote no. So <laughs> yeah. vote now if you think that cookies in general will, or you can like pick your favorite. OK, let's start on our first one. Which one do you guys want to start with?
0: Uh, Oreos. That's what I was going to say. That's <laughs> what I was thinking too. I want to start or, with Oreos. Yeah, I want to I end with the okay. fortune cookies.
2: Because
0: I'm not a fan of fortune cookies. Ding, ding.
2: Wow. Sorry, that was loud. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, careful. Okay. Oh, 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 ah, 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 hot, hot, take it. It's hot. hot, hot. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ooh. Hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's, oh, not, oh, it's oh. not hot. Okay, there, there go you go. go. Okay, okay,
0: guys. <laughs> sorry, should I play along? I'm like, this. Okay, you guys hot. each get a
2: muffin.
0: Do you not get a muffin? So,
2: this is <laughs> <No>. Oreo. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm the kid that ruins all the fun. All right, here, let's take a look at this. Oh, <laughs> it, it almost like looks like It
2: looks like a blueberry muffin. It does I'd
0: say. look like a
3: blueberry muffin.
0: It literally looks like blueberry. Oh, that good. is pretty. Take a look so at good! Wow, I'm excited. Hmm. No, that I'm gonna eat it. That
2: looks amazing, gonna... Can I eat gonna... it? Up? Yes. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm take ready. A bite.
0: Let's do this.
2: That looks so good.
0: So, okay, sure,
1: okay. it kind of tastes like a blueberry muffin.
0: It does. Yeah, it without blueberries, like... <laughs> <laughs> This makes no sense. I don't understand. <laughs>
3: Wait, Was this like, like a blueberry? blueberry muffin? Do you taste blueberry muffin?
0: <laughs> or is it because I, I said blueberry muffin that our brains are just?
3: I taste it. Is this like offer. a blueberry muffin
0: mix? Kevin, does it taste like a blueberry muffin? No. I think
2: it's... no. <laughs> There's no blueberry <laughs> in it. People are crazy. The Oreo.
0: <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good. It's the Oreo... so good. So the Oreo kind of lost its flavor a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. But it's really good. Like.
0: I don't I'm know. If, see, I'm
2: I'm no, I don't know
0: if like the cream in it lost its flavor or like melted inside. Sab- What's that? It must have. I oh, think... that's. The...
2: Is that your gum? You yeah.
3: <laughs> can only he taste mint right now.
2: It. That's why you can't taste the blueberry. Ah. Okay. So does Oreo muffin? Yes or no?
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, it tastes good. I think good. it does. I, I think like it him.
2: absolutely does. Oh, that
0: last bite was good. Yep, Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely does. <laughs> I, I feel like we need to double up on the Oreos next time. I would
2: time. agree. It's mm. pretty full, but
0: okay. Double snap Oreos mm-hmm. with the double stuff. Double, me, stuff. double stuff Oreos.
2: <gasps> mega stuff. That would be good. They have mega stuff. Yes, they I have think mega stuff. They have peanut oh, no, butter Oreos. That. Also, we that could would do. Ore- okay, I really like Oreos. We could do Oreos of different flavors. Like we could do like a mint Oreo, even though I don't mm. like those. Um, we could do like oh. different kinds
0: we of Oreos. Can, we can, can do, do the Oreo muffin. The the mayonnaise sriracha Oreo. No. Yeah. That no. Be <laughs> no, that was dramatizing.
2: <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that, but last week we did, there was an Oreo. It was bad. It was bad. Okay, if you guys want us to try a specific type of Oreo,
0: mm. comment now. Yeah, please, because we, we want to do as many Oreo muffins as we can. I want to yes. do
2: that. Okay, Absolutely. our next muffin is chocolate chip.
0: Ooh. I'm ready. Growing up, we always had okay. the... Uh, like, the, we always eat the chewy Chips Ahoy chocolate chips. Yes, yeah, they're good. I Those like were the best. Chewy. Do you not? I, you do like the chewy ones? I like prefer the no?
2: chewy like, like, it It tastes like it's not a cookie. It tastes weird. Okay, guys, do you think Chips Ahoy cookies will muffin? Yes or no? I'm thinking it
3: will. I think that
0: looks, it looks good. It like
2: a chocolate chip muffin down. I say yes. Oh, I, was, <laughs> I was just going to shove it in my face. I say yes.
0: It looks nice, huh? It looks good, yeah. I like that.
2: Can yeah. I eat it? Yes. We okay. ready? Go ahead. Let's Go
0: do this. Would oh. you want to? Sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I can... Yes. Yeah,
2: what's it taste like? What do you
0: tasting? Mm. Um,
2: it, it's really... like a chocolate it's, chip. It's, yeah, it. the, yeah the, but it's a subtle... It's
0: kind of a subtle yeah. chocolate mm-hmm. chip, right? It's not mm-hmm. overbearing. Yeah, you can... I feel like the cookie might have, like, like soaked up some of the juice a little bit because mm. it's, it, it's not crunchy. It's kind of soft.
2: Yeah, not crunchy until it just crunched. <laughs> hey, it crunch? Never mind. Really? Yeah, crunch. This really? is like better than the Oreo.
0: Really? hmm Well. Wow. Really? I think I have to agree. Yeah, I think yeah.
2: Mm. No, I like the Oreo more. Hmm. I like well Oreo done.
0: More. Yeah, Johnny said the cream in the in oven Oreo will melt in the heat, so that's probably what happened with the, the Oreo ones. What mm-hmm. right. if
2: we take like a yeah. bunch of cream and just like from a bunch of Oreos and just stack it in there? So we make yeah, sure so it's like in there. cream
0: filled. I think that'd be great. Yes. I think that would be like amazing, actually. Mm. Okay,
2: so it does, sounds like the best idea ever. Does the cookie muffin? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: See, see, like, Very honestly, nice. though, it. T- I feel like I just ate a muffin. Mm-hmm. So, no.
2: So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to walk away. No, like, like it's like just, a real muffin. That was really good. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't overwhelm, you know? Like, like, you
2: feel like you just, for the first time, we've started willet muffin had a real muffin well this is these are more
0: real muffins than what we've had in the past (laughs) but um but like but honestly though it's just i think the way that it bakes or something like the cookie just kind of softened so much that it's just you can't really tell it's there it
3: became a part of the muffin
0: yeah
2: it is different though than just chocolate chip muffins Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it is different
0: all right. What what do we got now?
2: Now we got the fortune cookie ones.
0: Yeah. Fortune cookie ones. <laughs> How fortunate. Yeah.
2: Oh, bunny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't I don't know about this one.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know about Are this one. Are ready?
2: Guys, <laughs> all right. Thumbs up, thumbs down, yes or no, will fortune cookies muffin. I do We're not have come.
0: It's oh. oh. like shrapnel no. in the muffin.
2: You can muffin. see the orange in it. <laughs> oh.
0: It actually it looks like there's in cheese mouth. in it. It looks more Pops like, looks like, like it. cheese, like bits in. of cheese. Yeah. Yeah. These. Oh, he fell down. You I do that? not have any confidence in this one. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Either. I'm a little nervous about Where, that guy. Um, where's the fortune?
2: Ooh. Yeah. Did you Did you take those out? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Those are
0: the best parts. Really
3: All right. Let's
2: exciting. let's fuchsia. say. Let me know if you eat. Muffin, paper. not good. Mm-hmm. Holly says no. Julie says no. <laughs> it's a little chewy. Okay, I'm
0: going to try it. Yeah, this, um... <laughs> it's not now. good? Mm-mm. Now, put in the comments if you it's like... It's
3: awful, but it's not good.
0: If, if you're like... Because there's two kinds of people. There's the people that will eat the fortune cookie and the people that won't. Ew. I don't, I don't eat the fortune cookie just because fortune cookies aren't good in general. That's um, weird.
2: Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think that. it works. Is it? No. What? How would you describe the consistency of the fortune cookie in chewy. it? Chewy.
0: Chunky. Looks like cardboard. Yeah. Looks like a cardboard in the muffin. It's
2: bad. It's not the best. No. I so, do want to finish my chocolate chip one, though. Okay, so did you guys like the Oreo or the Chips Ahoy one better? Chips Ahoy.
0: I like the Oreo one better, actually. Like
2: Chips Ahoy. Oh, it's mm. Mm. I still it's love split. you. Well, there you have it. If you guys have anything that you would like us to put in the muffin, Even the paper part. I mean, we'll just go with it. The paper part of the fortune cookie. I don't know. Anyway, if you guys have anything that you want us to try, comment now. Let us know. And there you have it. We'll see you next time. Now we're on to...
0: Prayer. Prayer. With Barrett. So we'll see you next time on Willow Muffin. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for being on today. We're super excited to have you, and we are super excited about this time of prayer. You know, we have been going over our confessions that we have been making, and we are going to have another confession, but today I was just spending some time with the Lord this morning, and I was reading through the book of Jude, and there were a couple of verses that stuck out to me, and we're going to make them part of our confession today too, just because they're super awesome. So I'm going to read them and then we're going to pray because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we read this, faith is going to be built up and then we're going to pray and release that faith. So in Jude verse 20, this is what we are to be doing. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. That's what you're doing right now. You're building up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Well, what do you know? We're about to do that right now. (laughs) Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. But prayers are a result of an overflow of love out of our heart. And so today we're going to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Today we're going to pray in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to keep ourselves in love. But then this was the part that stuck out to me this morning. Verse 24. Now to him, God, to God who is able to keep you from stumbling. God is able to keep you from stumbling. And to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless and with great joy. God is able. To keep you from stumbling. Have you ever wanted to not stumble and not fall and to just walk uprightly? God's going to do that today. For those of us who will receive it, He's going to do that. And He is going to make us able to stand in the presence of His glory, filled with great joy, blameless. So, right now, Let's join together in prayer. Lift your prayers to God with me. Let's together pray and see the will of God done. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. God, you are great. You are greatly to be praised. You are a good and mighty God. You love us so much. And Lord, we receive. We receive that love right now from you. Wherever you are, just say, Lord, I receive your love today. It's fresh in me today. I am refreshed with the love of God. Lord, you love us. We thank you for refreshing us with your love today. Thank you, Father, that you cleanse us. You cleanse us. You make us to be blameless. There is nothing you are holding over us. We are a blameless people. And because we are blameless, we can come before you today. We can stand in your glory today, full of great joy. In the name of Jesus, for every person who's watching on this broadcast, I proclaim great joy is yours today. Great joy is yours today. It's, <laughs> it's mine today. Great joy. Fullness of joy, fullness of life, fullness of hope. In the name of Jesus, every person watching this broadcast, Lord, I ask right now, you are able, and so we put a demand on this promise. If you're able to do it, you want to do it for us. Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, for every person watching, I ask that you keep us from stumbling, keep us from tripping up, keep us from making mistakes, keep us walking uprightly, smoothly clearly without fault in the name of jesus for every person watching i declare that every trap of the enemy is cleared out of your way in jesus mighty name every roadblock block block is cleared every hindrance is wiped away just like windshield wipers clear away those raindrops that would cause cloudiness or fogginess or diminished driving ability in the name of jesus clear vision No stumbling blocks. Everything's clear. Everything's wiped clean. Everything's made fresh for you today in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we keep ourselves. We keep ourselves in a place of love. We love one another. We love one another. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that because you have loved us, we are able to love others. The love that you have given us today, let us give that love to someone else. Lord, you have told us that our job is to have mercy on those that are doubting and to save others who are headed toward fire. Lord, in the name of Jesus, give us souls saved today. We believe that we receive souls saved. Saved today. You have not given us love. Simply for ourselves, we are to be receivers so that we can be the blessers. We're blessed to be a blessing. Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask the angels that are assigned to your people watching right now, I ask the angels, you draw in those souls today in the name of Jesus. Place people in the path of the righteous men and women that are watching and give them utterance. Give them utterance to speak out the mysteries of God. Give them utterance to see. Say things that would draw people to the saving knowledge of Christ. Let all boldness come upon them. Just like it did Peter when the Holy Spirit fell upon him and he rose in boldness and preached a sermon that led 3,000 men and women to be saved. Lord, let that same boldness come upon your people today. Today, let it come upon every person watching the broadcast. I command in Jesus' name a spirit of boldness. A spirit of boldness to come upon you right now in your homes, at your jobs, wherever you are driving down the road, here in this sanctuary. Let a deposit of boldness that comes straight from the throne room as the Holy Spirit descends upon us. Lord, let that spirit of boldness drive us to action. Let it drive us to your arms. Let it drive us to intimacy with you and let that intimacy just pour out of us onto others. Lord, we have to have you. We have to have you. We have to have you today. Just wherever you are, say, God, I have to have you. I have to have you fresh. I have to have your spirit. I have to have your fire. I have to have an impartation from your spirit, God. I have to have you. I need you. I have to have you. I'm hungry for you. And I am being filled by you today. God, fill me right now. Make that your confession. Say, God, fill me right now. Fill me to the overflow. Fill me so I can pour out. Fill me so that I can bless others. Fill me so that I am overflowing with your spirit. Fill me, God. Fill me so that I can help pass it to others. Catch me on fire so that others can be caught. Lord, anoint me. I hate sin. I love righteousness. I walk in holiness. God, anoint me. Anoint every person watching as they turn from the ways of sin, as they turn from the ways of their flesh and they turn toward you. Anoint them. Anoint them with a spirit of joy. Anoint them with an impartation of your spirit. Anoint them today to do the exploits that you've called them to do. Anoint us today, God. Anoint us. We need you. We cannot do what you've called us to do without your Spirit. We have to have you. We have to have you. God, we have to have you. We believe that we are who you say we are. And as we go into this confession, believe. Make this yours. It's mine. But make it yours too. You are who God says you are. Today's confession says, we are out of debt, and we carry a debt-canceling anointing. Join your voice with mine. We are out of debt, and we carry a debt-canceling anointing. And we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work in the name of Jesus, Every person watching this broadcast, you're out of debt right now. You are out of debt. Debt is canceled over your life. You are out of debt, completely debt-free, and you carry that debt-canceling anointing. Whatever you put your hand to, it prospers. The people in your life, they prosper. Everything you do, you are out of debt now in the name of Jesus, and you flow in a supernatural abundance. The end-time harvest of souls, it comes about through your hands because you fund it. You are funders of the things of God. That's who you are. And Lord, we thank you. We believe that we receive it. We have it now. We are who you say we are. We do what you say we can do. And we will be who you said we will be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank y'all so much for joining us for this time of prayer. Stick around because we are hopping right into our next segment, Bible Trivia, where you can win a free gift on us. Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> what is up everyone? Hello. Welcome to Bible Trivia. Amen. I'm excited about this. Bible Trivia is like some of my favorite stuff to do. <laughs> like any I like t- anytime someone does Bible Trivia like on
3: Facebook Live or whatever I get real excited. Yeah. So, I wanted to be a part of the segment so I'm like I'm jumping up there. Awesome. Everybody's, well, everybody's scrambling. But I have an idea, all right, okay. I, I was, I had an idea, everybody's like, oh boy. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> what does this mean? I think, like, we'll still have the gift card prizes, mm. but I think that they could also win, they could also win a willet Muffin Muffin. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think Let's that's a great idea. Let's send them a stale, Fortune cookie muffin. muffin. (laughs) This is a prize to keep on your bookshelf for years to come.
0: (laughs) And we start losing viewers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in it for this. (laughs) Maybe not, but it was a good idea. Uh, It It made me laugh. It was an idea. It was an idea. (laughs) (laughs) It was an idea. That was the best I could say about it. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, welcome to Bible Trivia. Yes. Uh, what we're going to be doing uh, throughout this, if you haven't joined us um, for any previous Bible Trivias, Kevin put a puke emoji. Um, if you haven't joined us for any previous Bible Trivias, we have five questions for you today, uh, potentially six, depending on how much time we have. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to put, we're going to display the question on the screen. And what I would like for you to do Uh, Just so that we know where we're at, um, you know, following the comments because our comments are going to be filling up. Um, Just make sure you put the number 1 for question 1, number 2 for question 2, and then A, B, C, or D for whatever the answer is. So for answer 1, you can put like 1D, and and that's all you're going to be putting in the comments. That way we'll be able to follow along. What? Like one direction. Like like one direction. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking when I said it. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm excited. This is going to be awesome. So let's get started. Oh, before we get started, we also want to let you guys know that what shows up on your comments might be different than what shows up on our, on our, our yeah. restream chat. So don't get offended. Yeah, so don't get offended if, if, if your comments say something different than what we see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you might have to buy a better internet. I really don't know. But, uh, but So that's going to be how we're going to be basing that off of on the comments what that we see. What we see. Yeah, what, what we see. I don't know. Yeah, that was very well like, played. I, I feel. Like, I feel like you. Like, you don't know
3: what to do with me, right? Now. <laughs> not really. Not at all. Um,
0: well, like you ever watch like those old like movies where you have like the bully and that little kid that follows him and just repeats everything he says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of what I feel like. Anyway, all right. So let's start off with question number one of our today's Bible trivia. Question. Who was John the Baptist's mother? I realize I have missed an apostrophe. Uh, is it A, Mary, B, Hannah, C, Elizabeth, or D, Mother Teresa? Who was Mama. John the Baptist's mother? Remember, put a one and then an A, B, C, or D.
3: Oh, I Wait. see answers coming in. They're coming answers, in? Answers, answers coming in.
0: And it looks like the... Our first answer, well, give us the answer in the back. The correct the answer, answer is C. Elizabeth. And it looks like our first comment was over on YouTube with C. Orr. Well done. Whoa. Well done. I believe
3: that's Cindy. Cindy exactly. Orr, right?
0: Right? Yes. right? Got it. Thank you, because okay. I, I had that in my brain, but I wasn't confident in myself. Well done, Cindy. That, that first one goes to you. Uh, well, are we going to be sending the muffin in the mail? Um, I guess not. If they request it. (laughs) If you request it, we'll send you a stale muffin.
3: If you request it, we'll send it. But do not eat it. (laughs) We do not trust. We'll we'll put it in a disclaimer. You know what? And and what we'll do is we'll just put it in a box with Mm. no like, you know, packing material. It'll just bounce (laughs) around. It'll be really Um, good. That'll be great.
0: All right. Well, question number two. Question number two. Who said you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good? A. Jonah, B. Joseph, C. Jacob, or D. Jehoshaphat? I like D just because. Jehoshaphat. Might not be the answer. Cindy said. No muffin. No muffin,
3: please. All right. But, Cindy. All right.
0: Who said. Who said, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good? All right, they're coming in, they're coming in. Here here they come, here they come. They're coming in. They're still coming in. Come on. Come on, guys. Scroll down. There we go. I see it. Give us our answer. Our answer is? Joseph. B. 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 Joseph. And the winner is... Julie Buck! Julie Buck! Well done, Julie. Well done, Julie. You get... Hallelujah. Not a muffin. I'll hand deliver a muffin. Yeah, yeah. Kevin said he will hand deliver the muffin to you if like you would prefer little it. I What's Right logo there. It looks good. It
3: does Bit look good. Kind of... With matching. both of us matching in red-ish mm-hmm. colors today. I right. like Yeah, we planned this, right? Question right. three. So Question number three. Them. We want to give away money.
0: Yes. This. Question number three. Who asked for Jesus' body after the crucifixion? A, Joseph of Arimathea. B, Mary. C, the Pharisees. Or D, the coroner. The corner. <laughs> the corner. Who asked for Jesus' body after the, the, I almost said the resurrection, crucifixion. Is it A, is it B, or is it C, A, B, C or D? D all right they're coming in they're coming in here here come the answers here come the answers all right show us what the correct answer is the correct answer is a joseph
3: of arimathea of arimathea where was arimathea did you go there arimathea i don't think i went there but i did what was cool was i just got in the mail a 3d topographical map of israel in jesus time so to watch and see where he walked like you know, when he just went from Cana to, you know, uh, or Nazareth over mm-hmm. to Capernaum, yeah. that was no small deal. It was quite a little trick. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, the answer. Did <laughs> you just cut me off to go to the next one? No, no, no. I, I, just wanted
0: to, I just wanted to tell Cindy she won. That's all I wanted to <laughs> the say. The winner is. Cindy Orr, again, well done. Well done. Good play. Well played. Also, all right. Who's, who's going to win
3: this one? I think Cindy's doing a pretty good job with this. I mean, who's gonna win this next question? Oh. We need some. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Like, I think people are just listening and they're not playing. Yeah, Yeah, come on people,
0: participate. You have a chance. some
3: answers in there.
0: All right, question number four. Number four. For five points. What is the longest book in the New Testament? We all know the longest book in the Old Testament. What's the longest book in the New Testament? A, Matthew. B, Romans. C. Luke or D.
3: Revelation. Hold on, hold on. How are you rating long? Are you rating it by paragraphs? Words. By words? Mm. By letters? Words. Words.
0: By verses? By words. Chapters? By words. We're oh, doing by it by words. words. okay.
3: I'll just make it. What is the longest book in this the New Testament? This one's not as
0: easy. This is advanced Bible um, trivia. Words. This is advanced, advanced Bible trivia. Advanced Bible trivia.
3: Advanced Bible trivia. Mm. This is will help you set your neighbor free you'll take this over to your neighbor and you'll tell him I got some trivia for you and he'll say oh my goodness I want to go to church amen, amen. all right amen. The, the,
0: the answers are coming in they're they're coming and <laughs> you know just to give you guys a little help uh the two two uh books in the new Wait, testament ministry is about help isn't there a ministry of help oh well <laughs> <laughs> There's two two, two of the books in the New Testament um, are 28 chapters. That's both Matthew and Luke. Um, I believe it's 28 chapters, but one of them has 1,000 more words in it than the
3: other. Wow! How did you come to this knowledge?
0: Google. Google.
3: All right. So Google. All right. Can
0: you give us the answer on the screen? The answer is C. Luke. Yes. Whoa. Luke and and Priscilla got that one right. Whoa. Good job, Priscilla. Right before Kevin, so well done, Priscilla. That job, one, that one goes job. to you. All right, do we have time for one more? Absolutely. All right, let's do one more. Question number five, for another five points, or whatever. The points don't matter. What is the what? Where was the points don't matter. What was that game? <laughs> uh, whose yeah, line is it? I'm, I'm interrupting. Yeah, it's okay. I'm interrupting. I, I forgive you. Barrett said she's enjoying it I'm too. I'm enjoying watching the pressure. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I'm trying to get done, but it's a good thing that everyone are. is just watching like the image and not my face. What was the first plague sent on Egypt? A. Locust. B. Water to blood. C. Flies. Or D. Telemarketers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then God sent telemarketers. telemarketers. <laughs> they're before they're Five. 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 Number five. Question number five.
3: All right, Watch they're coming two, in. They're Here coming come in. the answers. Here come they're the answers. They're coming in. They're flooding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, is, was that a hint? No, maybe. Okay. All right, what's the answer? B, water, water to, to blood. blood. And that one, we're going to give that one to Josephine. Well done. Josephine. Josephine, right. Josephine got that one. Well played. Well played. Well, well played. Wow, we had a good diversity of winners this time. I know. I, know. I like I'm, it. I'm proud of like you guys. Question, proud of you.
3: Question six. We're going for it.
0: We're going all the way to question six. Okay. I'm just following you I'm now. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> all right. Question number six for who, who knows how many points. Let's just, let's just put it up there.
3: All right. We're question number six. We're going one million <laughs> points to
0: this one. Okay. Yeah. Who cut Samson's hair? They didn't see it. A. Delilah. B, God. Wait, what is this? Oh, what this is, is this? I don't know. C, a servant, or D, Floyd Lawson from The Andy Griffith Show.
3: <laughs>
0: He's the barber from <laughs> The Andy Griffith We Show. just hit 100 messages Hey, today. well
3: done, everyone. We're, we're timing it. See, today you got 100 messages at 12, 32, <laughs> and 39 seconds. We got to beat it each day. And the 100th message was Kevin Nowicki.
0: Well done, Kevin. No, you got the 100 methods. All right, matches. six. Who but cut you, his hair? But you actually got it. Oh, I'm not going to say. All right. Can you scroll down a little bit? Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling keep Man. Scrolling. I, okay. So Okay. The, uh, so oh, I'm, oh, there's, there's more. There's oh, oh, oh Ooh, hello. Keep them coming in. Keep them coming. Keep them I coming. Keep them coming. It. Yep, yep, yep. All right, the question is who cut Samson's hair? Who not. cut? Not Who tricked him into getting it cut? But who actually did the physical cutting? The answer is... C!
3: If
0: you you look up the story, she had someone come in and cut his hair and shave his head. It wasn't Delilah herself. So
3: unimportant, they were just listed as a servant. Yet, they took down God's man. Whoa. I bet they... I bet they do, too.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us today for Bible Trivia. I'm just going to hand it off over to Barrett so she can transition That was transition very quick. You had no, right no
3: like ending with me. You just wanted to hand it off really thank quick. Thank you for joining me. The most
0: uncomfortable Bible <laughs> Trivia ever. Thank you for joining me. For, buddy, joining I, me, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you did.
3: <laughs> I'm really it was glad. so much fun. It was so much fun. I didn't know I was going to do that, but I enjoyed it. You, you felt led. You to handled. You handled it well. <laughs> Did I? Thank you.
0: Thank you. Barrett. Barrett.
1: Well, that was my favorite segment. <laughs> 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 I'm normally in in the position that Buddy was just in, so that was super fun to watch. Um, we thank you so much for being with us today. It's literally I am so excited for what's coming up next. Up next, we have. The man who would be king, part 53, because the Lord is good and he is teaching us things. And guys, when you're getting revelation out of the word, we want to see what the Lord's talking to you about. So put in the comments, you know, things that are sticking out to you, things that you've been receiving. We want to hear from you. What has God been showing you? Because he is not a respecter of persons. And if he's showing Pastor Brian things, the Lord will show you things as well. So, as we are hopping in to today's Word, what's the word? Share the broadcast. Pastor Brian is in an exciting mode today, and I am excited for how the word is going to be delivered. Share it. Someone you know needs to see what's about to go down. We love y'all, and here's Pastor Brian.
3: Hello, welcome to What's the Word? What's the word? What's the word? How hey, you man? You got to see that video. If you ever see that video, you'll know it and it'll stick in your head. How hey, you man? And Teddy showed it to me, and I can't get it out of my head. We love you, thank you for being here. If you haven't shared the broadcast yet, please share the broadcast. It is such an easy way to sow the word. Amen, Priscilla, she said, what's the word? So today, at 12.32 and 39 seconds, we hit our 100th comment on here, unless they reset it at some point, but that's when it came through, and what we're looking to do is break that every day. How fast can we get to 100 comments? We need your interaction, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Interact for the gospel. Amen. I'm quite sarcastic today. I'm having a good time. That was my favorite part with Buddy, watching him have to deal with me. Um, man! all right, so we're talking about the man who would be king, and we just welcome you. Hope you've had a great, great morning, and uh, we know that it's going to be a great afternoon in Jesus' name. Somebody's giving me smiley faces. I don't know who it is. Priscilla Rogers, that's who it is. Thank you. (laughs) Hashtag interact for the gospel. Amen. Hashtag give me a comment. Hashtag keep them coming. Amen. Amen. 2 Samuel chapter 5. Some people are like, this is not my comedy. And some people are like, it's right up my alley. I can tell Nicole's not watching today because she'd be all in the comments. uh, But she's not. Octothorpe, send me a comment. Amen. A good one, not a bad one. Hallelujah. So one thing I do want to put up before we get started today is I'd like for you to put up the link to the um, prayer night. This Friday night from 6 p.m. to midnight. And amen. Hashtag tell of something good. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to put up the link to the event for Friday night. Come and pray with us. Uh, We need to pray out some things. And uh, one of the things that's very interesting, I didn't get to share this on Sunday, but there was literally a uh, word that somebody spoke and it said, you can really tell when revival and awakenings are happening when people start praying. He said, it's one thing to pray like before a service or pray during a service, it's another thing altogether when people get up to pray at 6 a.m. when they pray a half the night to midnight. And uh, those are the exact words, and that's exactly the times that we have set up to pray. So you can tell that things are happening. And even this week in our service, I'll tell you, the power of God was flowing. It was flowing so much, and it's got to do a lot with prayer. And so the Lord has directed us very clearly that we're supposed to have prayer uh, this Friday night from 6 p.m. to midnight. We invite you to join with us. And um, I don't believe we'll be broadcasting the prayer. Uh, I don't think that we'll be broadcasting it uh, this time. It's possible if the Lord changes my heart or my mind, or tells me, but I believe He actually said it needs to be in-house. So get here. Glory to God. So we've been talking about the man who would be king. I think we read like one or two verses yesterday, and that's all that we got through. And uh, thank you, Buddy, for putting up that link. There you go, across all the different, I think Buddy put it up in Facebook. We just put it up there, and uh, across all the different platforms that we're broadcasting to. Amen. Priscilla says, "Prayer night is always powerful and so awesome. Come on, Holy Ghost. We want your presence here, Father. As we receive you, Amen. Amen." So yesterday we were in Second Samuel five. We're talking about the man who would be king. Of course, David. Uh, Saul, King Saul, has passed. David has become the king now of both Israel and Judah. And uh, the Lord has blessed him. He sent him with wisdom up to Jerusalem, and he took the stronghold with the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. And he moves. Uh, he goes up the water tunnel, and uh, that's how they found the weak part of the stronghold of the fortress. They take it, and now he's in Jerusalem as its capital, where the Lord wanted him to be. Now we move into Second Samuel five and verse seventeen says, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek out David. Hear that. All the Philistines. Everybody went. You see that? Uh, the devil wasn't pulling any punches. And when David heard of it, he went down to the stronghold. And one of the things, it says, now the Philistines came and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim. Um, one of the things that you see is that as soon as you have a victory, uh, as soon as you receive a word for your life, uh, the Bible says Jesus, uh, Jesus told us through his word that the devil comes immediately to steal the seed of the word. Uh, and that's a, uh, tactic of the enemy is to not let things get rooted. He wants to attack them before they get rooted. He wants to attack the seed of the word. He wants to attack people when they go to church before they get planted. He'll do anything. Uh, one of those things, that was, I've watched this now. I can't tell you how many times I've watched this. Probably, probably 20, 30 times over the last 11 years. It's not, it's not coincidence. It's coordination. Um, and that is this. Somebody who really, really needs God, really, really needs church, and they're here for a week, two weeks, couple of months, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, job promotion, new home, got a new job opportunity out of the city, out of the state. Now they're not, you know, just when they were becoming family, just when they were planting themselves in church, all of a sudden it looks like a promotion. It's simply a trap trying to get you because here's why. In Psalms 92 and verse 13, it says, those that are planted in the house of the Lord do flourish in the courts of heaven. So see, our uh, write this in the comment as well. Um, Our, um, let's see, what would I say? Our nourishment, our nourishment for life comes from the place where God plants us. Our nourishment for life comes from the ground where God plants us. And so most people will think that their nourishment comes from their job, not realizing that their job is a function of where they're planted spiritually. Uh, Write that in the comments, please. Your job is a function of where you're planted spiritually. So the more important thing, the higher priority is the placement of God, not the job. Now, of course, a job is important. Of course, we're supposed to work hard and be diligent in our work, but our nourishment comes from our planting, just like the nourishment for a seed comes from the place of where we're planted. And if people understood that and they would stay planted, they would flourish in their lives. But many people are leading average and uh, mediocre lives because they do not know this biblical truth. And so a job is a function of where you're planted spiritually. And it's a vehicle that God uses to get supply to you. But the supply is not the job itself. The supply is from God. And it comes out of spiritually. Remember in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Let's just read that real quick. Hebrews 11. Boom, boom. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. So we understand by faith that everything that we see actually comes from something that we can't see. What we see here in this verse is how the Lord brings things into being. He brings it into being first in the spirit, and then once that's the root, and once he changes it in the spirit, it has to manifest uh, in the physical. That's the fruit. So the spiritual is the root, and the physical is the fruit. Please put that in the comments. The spiritual is the root, and the physical is the fruit. So most people are going about it the wrong way. They're trying to change the physical, but if they'd change the spiritual, they would change uh, the physical. I always think of like a a white flower that you can put in colored water. And before long, if you take a white flower and you cut the stem and you put it in uh, blue water, or red water, whatever color the water is, it will be nourished from that place and it'll come out in the petals of the flower. The petals will start to turn red or blue or whatever color the water is. Well, it's the same thing in the physical and the spiritual. The spiritual is like the water and the physical thing that you need manifested is the physical. The spiritual is the root, the physical is the fruit. And so if you want to change the fruit, change the root. Write that in the comments. If you want to change the fruit, change the root. If you want to change the fruit, change the root. And so the devil comes immediately to steal the seed of the word. Why? Because he knows if they get planted in a church that's on fire producing fruit for God, they know, the devil knows that it's only a matter of time before the anointing does its job. The devil knows that if people are planted in the house of God that carries the power of God and the freedom of preaching God's word in faith, that person's going to change. They're going to go higher. I've watched people come free that didn't even want to be free just because they were in a service where the anointing uh, was present. But they had the ability to be completely free. So what the devil knows is if they stay in a church that's carrying the power of God, that's carrying the anointing of God, the root is going to be changed. And if the root is changed, the fruit will change. And so he says, get them out of there. Remember yesterday, uh, if you didn't hear hear it yesterday, uh, the tactics of the devil is this. Number one, to keep you disconnected from God. If he can't keep you disconnected, uh, then he'll try to keep you lukewarm. If he can't keep you lukewarm, then he'll try to burn you out. So he'll try to get you to move in fear and over overreact and be so busy uh, outside of... Uh, the commands of God that you're not in love, and the Bible says, 1 Corinthians thirteen three, it profits you nothing. And so it says, and it says there, if I give all my possessions to the poor or I give my body to be burned uh, and have not love. So you can do those things and not be in love and it will profit you nothing. Uh, yep, 1 Corinthians thirteen three. Thank you for putting that up on the comments. So one of the things that you see is that the devil will very quickly try to keep you out of those places. I've got to keep them in a lukewarm church. If they're gonna go to church, I gotta keep them lukewarm. So I'll try to break the habit of them going to church. I'll try to get them into a church that's not doing anything. And uh, most people don't know, I've found, most people honestly do not know the difference Uh, that there are differences between churches. They just think church is church. Why? Because that's what they've seen. And so they just think if they go to any church that they're doing good. But listen, different churches carry different things and it matters what they're doing. A church needs to be operating in the fruit of God. They need to be winning souls. They need to be making disciples. They need to be walking in supernatural revelation. They need to be walking in supernatural power. They need to be carrying the fruit of God. They need to be be walking in the fruit of the Spirit. You need to see these things in a church and in the pastor, in the leader, and in the leaders, and in the people. That fruit should be evident across the board. I love it. Just this week, uh, we've had multiple people that have led people to the Lord of their own accord. Not on Sunday morning, uh, just out and about in town. Just this week, we've seen the power of God hit people uh, even while they're watching video. We've seen the power of God touch people and heal them, not just through pastor stuff, but actually you know, through my ministry, but the power of God literally heal people through other people's hands. That's where we need to be. That's the kind of fruit that we need all the time. Knowing this, we start to understand why the devil fights this. And I'll go back to my example again. How interesting is it that as soon as somebody gets planted, before they catch on how important their planting is, all of a sudden, a promotion comes up. Most every person that's ever walked in that kind of promotion, a few months down the road, they're not even in that job, but they thought that that was gonna be life-changing. What was gonna be life-changing was the planting of God in their place in the house of the Lord. That's what was life-changing. Uh, and that was what many walk away from out of uh, lack of knowledge. And that's why he says, you know, a lack of knowledge my people are destroyed for, a lack of understanding they're in captivity for. And so we want to know these things. We need to know the word, which is why you're watching. And I commend you for it, uh, you know, and listen, there's people that need to hear this message and, you know, share this broadcast with them because you have to understand that the spiritual, A root changes the physical fruit, the devil's always trying to get people to uproot themselves. Can you imagine a plant that every two or three days it uprooted itself? Before long, the roots are going to be damaged and they're not going to be able to absorb. They're never going to have strength in the roots. If a storm came, they blow over. Why? And that's what many Christians have been doing today. Every time they just get offended at something or they disagree with the doctrine, um, they uproot themselves and go to the next church or they feel like they've received everything knowledge-wise that that pastor has. They uproot themselves and go to another place. And it's no wonder that people have been weak and it's no wonder that the, the church has been ineffective uh, in that way. It's because we constantly are not following the plan that the Bible lays out. You, you may be this person or you may know people or you may know how important that this is uh, it's important that people get this information So that they can flourish We want people to flourish Whether it's here at our church or any other church We want people to flourish uh, Not too long ago I heard somebody And uh, they said Yeah we, we, uh, we attend church and It was like you know, Two states away We attend church in a church two states away And they're not driving there They're watching online And you know, they didn't know they were talking to the wrong person But, uh, and I didn't say anything about it. I just went, oh, okay. And, uh, you know, but because people think that they know what they're talking about, they don't realize that you're not actually attending church. You're watching a service and you're probably blessed. But church is when you assemble, come out of your home and assemble. By definition, that's what it is. And you can't, you know, online church is not church. (laughs) online church is not church and that's what the devil's trying to get people to accept because God said he said in Hebrews he said do not forsake the assembly And why is the devil trying to get us not to assemble because when two or three gather there he is in the midst when two or three gather in his name now, I'm not saying you can't have churches at home. You can have churches at home. But there has to be a, a unified assembly of the saints in one location, not online. Uh, this is, it's not the same. And you'll tell, even, even the president said not too long ago, it's not the same online. And he's right. I'm like, my goodness. You know, most people would say he's not very spiritual and he's not very religious. But he nailed that one. It's not the same. And now, here's the question, though. Why, why, does, why does the devil want us to accept that? Because in Matthew chapter 16, it says, uh, Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter said this. He said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. In other words, you are the Messiah. But when he said the word Christ, that, that's a power-packed word. And he says, what he essentially is saying, you are the anointed one of God who carries the anointing, who carries the power. You are the anointed one of God who carries the power of God. Now, that's a very important statement. That's essentially uh, what Peter was saying. And then Jesus said, listen, flesh and blood didn't teach you this, but the spirit of God. And he said... And on this rock, and you can translate that in this way by context. On on this revelation, I will build my church. So I want you to hear the words of Jesus now in context. On the revelation that you are the anointed one and you're bringing the anointing, Jesus will build his church. Not I will build his church. Jesus will build his church on the people that walk in revelation of the Messiah who brings an anointing. All right, but then he says this, and the church, that's the first term, the word, first time the word church is used in the New Testament. He says, and the church, and the word he used is ekklesia. That was not a Hebrew word. It was not a Jewish word. It's actually a Greek word that the Romans were using. And uh, the Romans used the word ecclesia, and here's what it says. Ecclesia means this. They called out citizens from their home, called out to assemble, and to set the rule and the law over an area. That's what that word means. So by definition, when he used that word, he was showing what they should be doing. Come out from their home to gather and assemble and set the spiritual rule over an area. And so many people don't know that about church. They just think it's a social club. They think it's a place to go and hear a good message, but they don't know that you have to come out together. You have to assemble together to qualify to be the church. And, and when he used that word, it was a very specific word for that purpose. And that's part of the reason why he goes back over into Hebrews and says, when the days get close to the end, do not forsake the assembling together of the saints. Don't forsake it. Don't forsake it. And then we entered into this time and all of a sudden everybody is, is like, well, they told us to stay home. So, and they just forsook it. And what happened? Remember, the gates of hell will not prevail against... The church against the assembly of the saints. Two months of no assembly, basically. Two months of no assembly uh, in the church. And what happened? All hell broke loose. The gates did prevail because there was no assembly of the anointed ones of God. It's very clear, very clear. I'll tell you, we assembled every week. We assembled in the parking lot some, but we assembled every week. And here's what happened we're growing. The power of God is flowing like I've never seen it flow before. I mean, it's so consistent and so powerful. Why? Because we did what the Word says. Why? Because we took care of the spiritual root. This is why the devil wants people out of their place. He wants them to uproot themselves. How about we get in unity and we stay rooted? And the storms may blow, but they won't affect us. They won't affect you in Jesus' name. The storms may blow, but they won't affect it. They won't affect it. that doesn't mean that you can't receive from video. I hope that you're receiving right now. I hope right now you can feel the anointing. You can, but we do have to take the responsibility of what Jesus told us to do. Otherwise, he's not actually our Lord. He's just our Savior. Lord, I want you to save me, but I don't want to do what you told me to do. Okay, well, let's take some personal responsibility for that because when we do... The gates of hell won't prevail against us. And I don't want the gates of hell to prevail against you. And here's one of the things that you see is that as soon as somebody gets connected, the devil says, Uproot them before they get planted. And this is what the Philistines were doing to David. And so now watch this. Now, the Philistines, verse 18, wasn't that a great introduction? The Philistines came and spread themselves (laughs) such a short introduction. But you know what? I know there's people that needed to hear that today. And see, how can you be a good leader if we're not actually following the greatest leader that ever was in all of mankind and in all of history, in the physical and the spiritual? Jesus Christ, God our Father— a Holy Ghost are the, They're the greatest leader we could ever have in our life And if we don't follow their ways That's pretty stupid That's pretty dumb To claim to be a leader But not follow the greatest one ever He's worthy of following his ways And his ways are laid out so clearly in the word We just have to learn them and apply them Learn them and apply them Put that hashtag learn and apply Learn and apply Hashtag learn and apply Verse 18, the Philistines spread out. What are they doing? They're trying to uproot what had happened spiritually. Verse 19, then David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? Here's David again, a good leader, what's he doing? He's inquiring of the Lord. It's exactly what I'm saying. You learn what the Lord wants you to do, and then you do it. Some things are already laid out, like don't forsake the assembly. Some things like this, this wasn't laid out in Scripture. Should David go up on that day and go against the Philistines as they gathered in the valley of Rephaim? That wasn't written in Scripture. So he went to the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? All of a sudden, you see this. Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I hear that. Let me just give you this right now. The Lord has a desire to talk to you personally, just like he talked to David. I'm I'm talking to somebody specifically. If it's you, put a hand in the comment. I hear you, Lord. Listen, the Lord doesn't want to always listen, the Lord will talk through your pastor. And the Lord wants to talk to you through your pastor. But that's not the only way, and it's not the primary way. It's a very, very important way, but it's not the only or the primary way. He, The most important thing that you can have is an intimate fellowship with your Father through Jesus Christ. Have this intimate fellowship with Him. And you see how David's talk, talking to Him, just like a father with extreme reverence, to them, but still, hey, Dad, do I need to go up? Do I need to go up and and go against them? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord says, Yes, I'll do it. Look at how easy that was. That's the kind of relationship that you need to have. I'll give you an example of this. Uh, just the uh, other day on Sunday, I had something, and usually I have a certain habit. As soon as ser- service is over, I, I take a certain action and. And I take out every every week that I pray, I carry a prayer cloth with me just so that that anointing is residual, gets in those prayer cloths. and uh, so I do that every week and I have and so as soon as the service is over, I take that prayer cloth and I give it uh, to George, and then I take my mic off and I hand it to him so and then he takes it and puts it wherever it goes. And uh, I started to take my mic off this Sunday, and the Lord stopped me. He said, no. He said, this person is going to want to see something about that mic. Well, sure enough, that person walked out and they, and they say, hey, let me see something about your mic. You see how intimate and how personal God wants to be. So much so, first of all, why would he talk to me about something that seems so little? Because he, he thinks those things are important. Not only that, it blessed the other person. And the other person said, I want to talk more about this, how the Lord will tell you those little things like that. And I'm, and I'm thinking it should be pretty normal. But I've found to most people it's not normal like that. And he's not talking to me because I'm a pastor. He's talking to me because I'm a son. You're, you can be a child of God and he'll talk to you that same way. He'll tell you exactly what to do, where to be, how to be. it. He wants to talk to you like he talks to David here you know, I just got finished building a uh, tree house. I just got finished building a tree house, and uh, the joists on the tree house are all uh, 16 inches apart, like normal. And, uh, but we got to this one spot, and it's where we're gonna put the hatch uh, to enter into the tree house. And so now it's done, but, and when I got that, I didn't have all this stuff planned out, but when I got to that hatch portion of the joist, I heard the Lord so clearly say this, set these joists 18 inches apart. Set them 18 inches apart. I said, all right, glory to God. So I put those joists 18 inches apart. By the time I set the stairs up for the hatch and I put the ladder in, I want you to know like there was this much space and the ladder, I could not have, it squeezed right between there. Now, I had not measured the ladder. I didn't even know how I was going to do the stairs when he told me, set those joists at that. But these are the kind of things where God will tell you ahead of time and he'll establish. We talked about it a couple of days ago in uh, Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. In that moment... Uh, He says, by understanding, it is established. Established means it's standing up straight, and it'll continue to stand up straight. It'll be right. It'll stand strong, and it'll be. The Holy Ghost will give you instruction that will keep that standing straight through anything you face if we're listening to the Holy Ghost, if we have intimate fellowship with God. This is exactly what he was showing me. Set those joists at 18 inches on this uh, particular uh, joist because of the hatch will be there. I put in what I need to for the stairs and the ladder slips perfectly in. If I would have measured it and planned it out, it would have been worse. But by listening to that word, he established that little thing. And that may seem like something small to you. I love the small thing. And when God does the small things, it's just a proof to how much he cares about the big things. If he cares that much about the small things, but you see, here's the thing. All your things are important to a loving father. Put that in the comments. All of my things are important to my father. All of my things are important to my father. Hashtag big or small. You know, all of my things are important to the father. Hashtag big or small. Amen. So you see here that David inquired of the Lord. And let me say it again. The Lord wants to talk to you just like he talked to David. The Lord wants to talk to you just like he talks to me. Amen. Verse 20. the Lord or Verse 19. The Lord said to David, go up. I will certainly give the Philistines in your hand. So David came to Baal Perazim. And defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore he named the place Belperazim. Shockingly, that means breakthrough. Uh, They abandoned their idols there, so David and his men carried them away. Now watch this. Watch this. When you... Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. When you hear from the Lord and are obedient, your life preaches and people will drop their ungodly idols. When you hear from the Lord and are obedient, you will help the people around you drop their ungodly idols. This needs to happen more today than any other time I've seen it in my life. Verse 22. Now the Philistines came up once again and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim, you would think they would have learned. Now, all right, so here's the question. Watch this. The last time this happened, David won. He won because he went at them. Now they've come back again. What do you think David should do? What do you think David should do? Last time they came up, he went straight at them and won. What should he do this time? He should do the same thing that he did last time. He should check with the Lord. See, a lot of people, they make the assumption, it's like Moses, when he went to the rock, the first time he struck it physically, the second time the Lord said, speak to it. He didn't do it. It caused him problems. Many times we will do what we've done in the past. And, and the reason is because uh, our natural flesh doesn't want to submit to our Lord. Our natural flesh has a tendency to to be its own God and say, well, I, I, I know what to do here. Many ministers do that every Sunday morning. This is what happened and what worked last week. Well, this is how it worked last year. This is how it worked when in the 80s or the 90s. That it's not the 80s or 90s. It's not last week. It's not last year. It's a new day. And there may be a new con- command. So we always need to have our ears open to instruction Correction and redirection. And that's exactly what David did. And praise God because God had a very different command for him this time. Many times people will use what they used last week and that's when they mess up is because it's not last week. And they, the word was for then. That was fresh daily bread a week ago. It's not fresh daily bread today. Lord, what do you want me to do? Now, he'll say this. He said... So now, verse 22, the Philistines came up once again, spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim. When David inquired of the Lord, he said, you shall not go directly up, circle around behind them, and come at them in front of the balsam trees. Now, that's not the end of the command. Let Let me tell you this. The Lord is very specific in what he says. Make it a habit. Good leaders will not add to or take away what God says. Good leaders will not add to or take away from what God says. Please put that in the comments. Second thing to put in the comments. Good leaders constantly inquire of the Lord. Good leaders constantly inquire of the Lord. See, the Lord wasn't finished talking. Verse 24, it said, It shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the top of the balsam trees, then you shall act promptly, for the Lord will have gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. Now, I want you to see this. See, there was a timing this time. Last time he said, just go at them. This time he said, do not go directly at them. Come around behind them, but wait. He said, he said, wait, don't go then, wait till you hear the sound of marching. And because then he says, I want you to see this, then he says, when you hear the marching, you'll know, I'll read it for you exactly, you'll know the Lord will have gone before you to strike the army of the Philistine. What would have happened if David would have gone directly or he would have gone behind and he would have gone at the wrong time? David would have been going The other the other option is the Lord fights This option is I fight alone See had David not inquired he would have been fighting alone Had David not listened to the timing he would have been fighting alone But because he listened and inquired and was obedient the Lord fought for him Many people are fighting alone And they're thinking that they're being obedient to God but they haven't inquired fully or they've made some assumptions. Good leaders don't assume. Good leaders don't assume. And what was this marching? This is the army of God, the angels of God going before, fighting for David. Hey, I'll give you the battles all day long. God God gave Joshua this promise. He said no man will be able to stand before you. Well, we're a part of a a Joshua generation through Jesus Christ. We have the promises that Joshua had. We have those things. We walk in that kind of victory. No man can stand before you, but that's if you'll listen to what God tells you to do when he tells you to do it. Many people, many leaders are trying to force their way into things that God has not told them and given them a release yet. But verse 25 says, Then David did so just as the Lord had commanded him. Uh, Hear that. David did so just as the Lord had commanded him. Put this in the comments. A good leader does just as the Lord commands. That's also what love does. A good leader does just as the Lord commands. A good leader does just as the Lord commands. Then David did so just as the Lord had commanded him and struck down the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. Glory to God. The Lord will give you a victory as I inquire of him, as you inquire of him and do as he commands. Just write that in the comments right now. A good leader will be given victory from the Lord. A good leader will be given victory from the Lord. As he inquires of the Lord, and he's obedient to his commands. And what a great segue. What a great segue. Would you like to have victory in your finances? Would you like to have victory in your finances? Then what do we need to do? We inquire of the Lord. Lord, what would you have me to do today? And I invite you to do that right now. You know, as you give, you can, on Facebook, you can go to hashtag donate and then put in the amount and you can sow into the ministry today or you can go to givebc.org. But here's the question. See, this is where most people miss it. They just assume, based off of what their bank account says, oh, well, I'm not supposed to give today. Or they assume, well, I gave yesterday, I gave this. Listen, a good leader has victory as he inquires of the Lord and is obedient. Doesn't the Lord know? Doesn't the Lord know what you have and you don't know? He knows it better than you. He's got a better account of it than you do. He's got a better account. He knows what's coming in. He knows what's not coming in. He knows what you have. And he knows what you don't have. He knows about it. If he knows and has the hairs on your head numbered then he knows more about where every penny of yours is. He knows about uh, that quarter that you have in that pocket, in your clothes, in your closet that's been hanging there uh, for three months and he knows it's still in there. He knows. He knows every cent. But see, many people don't have victory in their finances because they'll come up to a giving spot. They'll come up to a place where they're sowing and they won't even seek the Lord. They'll just assume. They'll just assume. You know, God, again, finances is kingdom 101. And when you start to understand, see, how is he going to give you victory in the anointing if you don't even know how to do it with a dollar bill? It doesn't work that way. Matter of fact, he says it will not work. He says, how can I give you the true riches of the kingdom if you don't understand how to operate in this unrighteous mammon, in this unrighteous money? How, how can I do it? He says, I won't. That's what he's saying. I can't. I won't. Because you can't trust me with a dollar bill? Why in the world should I give you something as valuable as the anointing that will set you free? How in the world will I give you something as a valuable as supernatural healing that you would then mishandle there as well? He says, do it here, and then you'll start to walk in the true riches of the kingdom. why, you know, many people, they're willing to do great mighty things for God, but they don't have a handle on their finances. And many people were wanting victory in their finances, but they won't inquire of the Lord like what David did. But if they'll inquire of the Lord, every time they come up to an opportunity to sow, and, and many people think that God's going to tell you to sow every single time that you haven't. That's not true. He won't. There's times where he doesn't. I've had it multiple times where he said, I don't want you to give right here. You know, I've had many times. Uh, many times in a church service, he says, I want you to give, you know, A church service or a service like this when you listen many times i've rarely had him say don't give in those but many people think that it's always going to be like hundreds of dollars or something it's not i I just said it this week once some of the things that are blessing me the most are when somebody's giving one two three dollars i love that because i know i know what that'll do Man that seed will, God will multiply And he'll bring forth victory In their lives Testimonies are coming I've watched it and seen it too many times Haven't you I've watched it and seen it too many times Victories are coming Victories are coming And so many people Here's the thing They don't actually trust what the Lord will say to them And that's why they don't even ask Lord what do you want me to sow today and it goes back to David. This is why many people are not leaders in their finances, because they're not inquiring of the Lord. And then they're not obedient. See, they'll be biased towards whatever he says, like, Lord, what do you want me to give? But please, what they're thinking is, please don't tell me that much. <laughs> Lord, what do you want me to give? But please don't tell me this. And so they're already biased, so they have a hard time hearing clearly. And then they don't have resolve on what they're giving. So they're giving in hesitation. And now faith is not active and mixed with that seed. Now it's not fertilized by the spiritual root. And so this messes up people. But when we say, Lord, whatever you tell me, I'm going to do. Whatever you tell me, I'm going to do. And I'm going to be happy to do it. And then he may surprise you. You may, you may think he's going to tell me to give away 90% of my bank account right now. And he'll say, I want you to give a dollar. What? that's yeah, all I want you to give today. Well, that's not, that's not big. No, but it's obedience, which makes it big. Success is obedience. It's not just numbers. It's obedience. That's success. That's how you define it. You can put this, you know, a good leader has success by obedience to the Lord. And so today, I just, I you know, is it because we need an offering? Nope. Nope, not because of that at all. It's because you need to sow an offering. It's because you need to inquire of the Lord. That's why you need to inquire of the Lord. Thank you, Marky, for that seed. Awesome. To me, that is one of the most precious seeds. One of the most precious moments is when we just seek the Lord in obedience. Thank you. I saw Priscilla sowed earlier. I think she sowed twice. Lord, bless those seeds. Multiply them right now in Jesus' name. Multiply them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, Father, I just ask right now that you would bring supernatural, exponential multiplication to every seed that is sown in a heart of cheerful and abounding giving. Lord, I'm excited to give to you. I'm excited to sow into you. Thank you, Father. Lord, bring financial miracles into every sower that's participating. Lord, bring a supernatural grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God's going to do it. Let it be blessed. Amen. Thank you for so bearing. Praise God. Lord, let it be multiplied supernaturally. In Jesus' name, pressed down, shaken together, running over. In the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. I know not everybody's donating on Facebook. There are also many people go every day to givebc.org. But I just, every one of them, whether I can see them or not, Lord, Lord, bless them. Lord, and take, bring that financial victory. Lord, let the banks hear the marching of the army of God in their finances. Lord, let the banks... When when our when our partners walk into the bank, let them look up and hear the marching of the angels of God bringing victory into that bank account in Jesus' name. Glory to God! Man, now I'm preaching myself happy again. Can you imagine that? You walk into the bank and the tellers go, "What is that? <laughs> what is that? Sounds like thunder." <laughs> Lord, bring it supernaturally. Bring the testimonies, Father. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. If you haven't yet share the broadcast, Barrett is going to tell you. Amen. Priscilla says, I hear the sound. Glory to God. Put that in the comments. I hear the sound. Amen. Amen. I hear the sound of victory in my finances. Put it in the comments. I hear the sound of victory in the comments. I was about to turn it over. She got uh, Amen. I hear the sound of victory in my finances. Hallelujah. Amen. Barrett, wrap it up
1: amen victory has a sound and it is yours today just wherever you are release a shout of praise because today your finances turn around your life turns around and you've gone to a different place just simply by applying your faith and receiving the word of God and being obedient to whatever he says it's a good day and tomorrow is going to be another good day up next tomorrow we will have our food mash you know The segment with Buddy today and the trivia is my favorite. Food Mash is probably my least favorite. So we have Food Mash coming tomorrow. See what gross food we get to eat or good. Rachel could be nice to us. We also have a new Truth Talk video that will be coming out. You'll get to see it here tomorrow as well. Another top 10 list and another time of prayer. Prayer releases dynamic power over your life. And we will be having another time of that and speaking of prayer pastor mentioned it earlier but we will be having prayer night here this friday july 24th from 6 p.m until midnight if you're in stanley county if you can get to stanley county get to stanley county the things of god are worth traveling for the things of god are worth traveling for the things of god are worth traveling for if you want to see your life go to another place get here on friday there is a likelihood we're not broadcasting this it's going to be just for those who are in-house and if you want to see the lord move in your life move in your state your county your nation we will have that power here on friday the lord's already shown some of what he's going to be doing, and it's going to be a powerful time. So get here, bring your supply of faith, hope, and love, and expect to receive because God can do exceedingly, abundantly beyond all we could ever ask or think. So start thinking big because God will do bigger than that this Friday. And we just, we love you. We're excited about it. And if you're interested, there's more details on our Facebook event. You can scroll up in the comments or better yet, go find Boomerang Church's Facebook page, like the page, subscribe to the page, and go find the event and confirm that you're going. You'll get updates as they come on there. But we just thank you so much for being on here today. Thank you for every person who has partnered with the What's Right family. We love you. We appreciate you. And we are believing with you. God is doing great and mighty things through you today. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you tomorrow.